Sorry, hopefully I didn't startle you too much right there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live! February 22nd, man. February. Usually when it comes to California, I think the coldest, yeah. February is almost like the coldest month. January, February, December not so much because we've got some storms rolling in right now and it's uh, it's going to get crazy. Some, some people are just like, oh my god, what's this white stuff falling from the sky? That's the way it is in California. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell if you want to become a member after the stream. I'll be doing a members-only stream exclusive, you know, to pick my brain a little bit more when it comes to all this stuff. But, yeah. But, yeah, there's some storms rolling in. Hopefully, things don't get crazy. I've never had a power outage. Knock on wood. Dink, dink, dink. Anyways, okay. Don't need to go there. All right. What is happening, guys? Okay, hold on. It's my... Uh, okay. Yeah, we got Saggy here. What is happening? Good to see you. You're the first one here. First one to comment. Thank you. Man, my computer... I don't know what's going on with my computer. Some things are just acting really slow right now for me. So I don't know why that's happening, but I uh, apologize. I don't know. I was having problems on Monday. Even today, I cleaned some things out and uh, also rebooted and... Now it seems like it's just a little laggy right there. Anyways, we'll continue. Tyler, what's happening? We got Chelsea right here. Good to see you. Hi, Steph. Always good to see you. And we got uh, Ms., uh, Mr. Fear Jason as well. Jason McKenzie. Hoy hoy. Still keen on uh, to see Aquaman 2. Hope it does well. But just give me the Flash. Ooh, yeah. There's some information that came out about the Flash today. So, yeah. Patrick, what's happening? All right, who else we got here? We got Eye on Stone Podcast. What is going on? How you doing? Turn that off. Thabang, what is happening? How's it going? All right, let's see. We got Tet right here. Always good to see you, too. All right, we got Hobo. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, do what she says. What she says right there. Like I said, my chat thing is just acting so... So laggy right now. All right. Yeah, I'm clicking on random stuff right now. Okay. That's the one. I thought Lightyear was fine. Triggered a bunch of people, it seems like, though. Yeah. Seems like it did. It definitely did. All right. What's going on, Mr. J.D. McRae? Okay. And we got Cortez. I didn't like the first Aquaman. It was a snooze fest for me. I've been conflicted if I wanted to bother with the sequel. Snooze fest. Interesting. Okay. Interesting choice of words. We got Rock Solid. Uh, make it slow. The, the, the prawn tabs? What's prawn? I don't know what prawn tabs are. All right. And we also got, uh, Mr. Casey's right here, too. We got Niner for Life. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm not sure what prawn tabs are. We got tabs, tabs. We're talking about, like, in my internet tabs, my, my Google Chrome tabs. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, uh, Saggy, she just, she just says hi. Oh, porn tabs. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There it is. Okay, I was like, prawn tabs? Is that something I should know what that is? Uh, yeah, prawn was a shrimp. <laughs> What's going on, Jose? Good to see you, Jose, also. Yes. 
Flash is going to be cinema. Yeah, okay, prawn tab. I was like, what the hell's prawn tabs? Did I read that wrong? No, it was spelled wrong. So not my fault. Not my fault. I was thinking, I'm like, all right, what's a prawn tab? Something I don't know. Is that an acronym? Because you kids like to use acronyms. And every time I see an acronym, I go, okay, I don't, what, what, um, could mean, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure what is happening when it comes to all that. So I thought maybe it was some kind of acronym that I didn't know about or something like that. Jeez. Anyways. Uh, uh, what do we got here? Uh, oh yeah, Mr. Fear, uh, Jason, thank you for being a basic member for 14 months. Right there, okay. That actually sounds delicious. Uh, Josh, what you're saying right there? Scampy, fried, barbecued shrimp? I haven't had shrimp in a little bit, so that actually sounds really good. Everybody's talking about fish right now. Fish. I don't really cook fish. I don't, I, when it comes to cooking, it's chicken or steak. I know how to cook those. And eggs, I know how to cook eggs. Other little things, you know, ground beef dish, I've done pretty good. Fish, I don't, I just, I don't fuck with fish because I just don't know if I'm, how are you supposed to know when it's, uh, how are you supposed to know when it's good? How are you supposed to cook it and know when it's good? It smells like fish, okay? I love sushi, love sushi. But, you know, that's raw stuff. Ain't gonna, you know, so, ain't gonna go out fishing and getting some fresh stuff like that, but yeah. Fish, I kind of get worried about when it comes to cooking that stuff. Anyways, this is Cooking with Film Junkie. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that this was going to be happening. I mean, we are going to be talking about a certain movie that has to do with a fish man. So I guess this works. This works. We're going to be talking about Aquaman 2. I didn't really talk about it on Monday. I know so, I know. I, I think I answered a question about it. Somebody on Twitter asked about it. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And just, I wanted to wait. A little bit because they were fresh. There was fresh testing, uh, screen test reviews that were coming out. So I kind of wanted to wait and not really talk about it too much. But now more information from those test screenings have come about. And I thought, okay. And then we're going to talk about Wonder Woman in the DCU because there was something that uh, James Gunn mentioned. Then, of course, somebody, a certain, uh, a certain actress from the previous Wonder Woman movies kind of chimed in about something. And uh, I think we all know who that is. Jenny! And then, of course, we're going to be talking about, you know, the struggle continues with these VFX houses and Marvel Studios. Somebody's coming out again and just being like, what the hell? And this has to do with Ant-Man Quantumania. And then we're uh, going to stick with Disney and talk about Lightyear. Talk about Lightyear because uh, one of the, the guys from Pixar was like, hey, I think we understand why this movie was a failure. So we'll talk about all that and much, much more. So, all right, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Let's see what we got here. Where are we starting? I said hopefully, hopefully won't be struggling too much here. All right. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's get to these tweets right here. All right. Right off the bat. Right off the bat, we got David F. Sandberg because we all love David F. Sandberg. My God. Who doesn't love David F. Sandberg? We all do. We all do. And he goes right here. Somebody actually posted a clip right here from uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And uh, there was like all like the contrast, all the color grading was all crazy. So we said we decided to go with a bold, with a pretty bold, go pretty bold with the color grading on this film. If it doesn't look exactly like this in your theater, please complain to management. I love David F. Sandberg. I really do. I am, you know, next week as we get closer, I know there's already like box office projections that are happening with Shazam. 
but I don't want I didn't want to talk about them quite yet. I always like to talk about the projections closer to the release of the film. And yeah, right now they're not looking as great, but hey, you know, as we get closer, hopefully we will. All right. And then uh, this is pretty funny right here. Mr. Everts, uh, he posted these screenshots right here that somebody posted the moment you realize Ant-Man got a trilogy before Superman. And then somebody responded, how old are you? In which cave do you live? Yeah, there was actually not just a trilogy when it came to the first Superman. There was a full-on, there was a quadruply, whatever the hell you want to call it. Quadrally, whatever, I don't know what they call that, right? There was four films, and it's just absolutely hilarious. Um, I hear this a lot. I even had somebody talk about this today because uh, there's going to be talk about Venom 3 today. And somebody in my mentions goes, it just befuddles me. It befuddles me that Venom is getting a third movie, yet Zack Snyder couldn't finish his story that he wanted to tell. And I'm like, what does that even mean? How does it befuddle you? Both the Venom movies were successful at the box office. So how does that befuddle you that they're getting a third one? And we all know what happened with the whole thing in Warner Brothers and Zack. How does it befuddle you? It's all been explained. I don't know. Fans are weird when it comes to all this. But I've seen many people talk about that. But I get it because, yeah, it's Christopher Reeve, Superman. You would think that by now we would have much more, many more Superman movies. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get, I get what they're trying to say, but it is pretty funny when people go, what the hell? Anyways, continuing. And then, of course, uh, if anybody is a, a Mindhunter fan, David Fincher's Mindhunter, which I watched the first season and really enjoyed. For some reason, I didn't watch the second, maybe because by the time that uh, I was going to start the second season, it was already they would, nobody knew exactly what was going to be happening. And again, um, uh, sorry, sell Snyderverse to Netflix, Netflix people. This right here, I mean, again, Netflix, as much as we all think that they just have money to throw around, maybe at one point they did, but not anymore. David Fincher says it's very expen- It's a very expensive show, and in the eyes of Netflix, it didn't attract enough of an audience to justify an investment. But, you know, just, I mean, again, just going to that whole thing, I, you know, I don't like to comment on it much, but every now and again, you got to comment on it when it comes to all that, because, you know, a lot of those people don't like me, but, you know, and I like to <laughs> stir the pot a little bit, uh, you know, you know me, um, but I'm just saying, yes, uh, you know, I remember having conversations with people when it comes to Netflix, I'm like, why Netflix? Because, I mean, you're, you guys are pitching like billions of dollars with the whole slate. They don't even want to renew, like, popular shows on their stuff anyways and then we got funko pops for across the spider verse oh look at that 2099 miguel yes look at that we even got spider punk which i think is going to be voiced by john boyega if i'm not mistaken we got spider woman right there and we got the scarlet spider and there was much much more too of course miles morales all those yeah you know me like i haven't really I, I stopped buying Funko Pops, but eventually I'm going to get back into it. I just, you know, I don't have a lot of spots to put them. I got a small apartment, you know? So. Oh, and then look at this. Look at this. Phil Cho right here. Yes, that's what I want. Oh, okay. I mean, nothing against what I what was sent to me. I know Aaron Bailey, he uh, made a version as well. 
He made some art when it came to like, you know, the bat suits that we see in the TV spot for the Flash during the Super Bowl when we saw all the different bat suits. You know, and we were all nerding out that the fact that there's actually a blue and gray bat suit that has the 89 logo. Has the 89 logo. I know Aaron Bailey made one and somebody else sent me one too. But the fact of the matter is it was like uh, they didn't have the exact belt. Look at the belt that has the pouches. See, the belt was different. The belt was different. I think this is so freaking cool right here. Ah, so somebody make this, I know, like, there needs, there need, I just, I just think this is so cool. It's just really cool. And it's real art, yeah. Right, Jose? It's real art. It's not AI art. This guy actually drew this stuff. But, uh, yeah, this looks really good. This looks really good. Man, Michael Keaton's Batman with the 89 logo, which I love so much, in a blue and gray suit with the white eyes as well, so... And yeah, because like the biggest thing was the belt was different. It wasn't like the 89 suits belt. So, ah, just really cool. It's really cool. And then they all, and uh, Mr. Cho right here also did this version right here. Look at that. I mean, I, I don't know how much they're going to be showing those bat suits when we actually watch the movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, right here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure that Mr. Cho, re, before he started designing this, realized that the actual guns that he had weren't actual guns. They were supposed to be holsters for his grappling guns. Because, I mean, where's Batman going to hold his grappling gun? I mean, I guess eventually he just had a hook on the back of his belt. So that's why you always see Batman reach reach uh, towards the back to grab it. But, uh, yeah, he also he also drew this right here of uh, showing the 66 Bat logo, the wider ears that represents the very first Bat suit. He even put some purple. Because if you guys look at that first Bat suit, that first Bat suit, in uh, the you know the introduction of Batman in in the books in the detective comic books, is he had he had purple gloves. So Mr. Cho right here, you know, he still made the, the the gloves black, but he put some he put purple on the other side of them. It's really cool, really cool, and I, I just really digging that. So it would just be it'd be really yeah the Glock Knight right. Uh, it would just be really cool. It'd just be really cool if like we actually saw Keaton in these suits. Can you imagine if there was like a little quick montage of just him in the different suits? Ah, oh, that'd be sweet. Ah, oh, I would hope that they actually do that, but I, I'm not expecting it. But, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe Wish Getty put that in there. Who knows? Uh, and then uh, there's a rumor out there, which, you know, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, it's kind of obvious that they would be. But the Penguin series, apparently the uh, the eight episodes are going to be one hour episodes. So that's eight hours of this Matt Reeves uh, Penguin story that it's supposedly gonna also have some battinson in it too some battinson up oh, got a cough hold on tickle in the throat sorry all right but uh yeah i think we kind of knew that but you know you never know when it comes to streaming because last of us is kind of all over the place sometimes they're like an hour and 20 or they could be 58 minutes or whatever the hell so but apparently they're going to be around an hour long, so I guess we'll I guess we'll see. And then speaking of Batman, like I said, if you want to get the Bat Font uh, shirt down in the Film Junkie closet, go ahead and do so. I got mine uh, headed my way. So, uh, yeah, you want to get the different Bat Fonts, Bat Font shirt for you Batman fans out there, do so, do so. And then we got this art right here, of course. Back to the Flashpoint. Like it. I dig it. Art, art, art. Love it. And that's from Zaskanyatu? Nyatu? I don't know. Retro art. But yeah, I like it. I dig it. I absolutely dig it. And then Wonder Meg, she, uh, it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Wonder Meg. I think it's today. 
22nd or it was yesterday. No, tomorrow. She said tomorrow. Uh, so happy birthday, Miss uh, Wondermeg. Happy birthday to you. Uh, but she always, like she did last year, she posted a link for Autumn Snyder AFSP and people donated. I donated. Um, so, you know, if you want to donate some more, again, the link is always provided down below with the, uh, the streams, every stream, every video, I always have that link down below. So donate to AFSB. If you got some extra, uh, you know, extra cash lying around, do so, do so. And, uh, hey, speaking of donations, we got uh, Near Mint Condition. Thank you for the, uh, well, you're from Chile. I'm not sure exactly uh, how that translates, but uh, CLP1000. Uh, greetings. Greetings from uh, uh, not-so-sunny California. Thank you for joining in, Mr. Near Mint Condition. Appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, super chat right there. All right. And then uh, Mr. Heavy Spoilers. Uh, he posted this video right here, and I suggest everyone watch it, watch it, especially if you're a YouTuber, because, yeah, this is getting ridiculous when it comes. YouTube really needs to uh, crack down on these production companies that are blocking videos copywriting videos when it's fair use like there's literal laws that are built in when it comes to fair use you know when it comes to like trailer reactions when it comes to breakdown videos commentary anything like that that falls under fair use copyright guidelines but some of the companies do not give a shit and they'll just block your video because they deem it as oh you're stealing our stuff so he did a video about right here talking about Universal. And Universal is by far the worst. Of course, a lot of people want to throw shade at Warner Brothers. Yeah, they're not that great either. But uh, yeah, he basically just shows like an email that he got from all this because he's been having issues with this. And it basically states that, yes, when they deem your thing, you know, oh, yeah, we don't we want to keep people fresh when because he did a video about knock at the cabin a breakdown video and they uh they blocked his video after like a week so yeah it sucks that's why i don't even like doing reaction videos anymore because sometimes it's except for disney i know we all you know we hate the the evil disney evil mouse the mouse but they they look at it they know see that's the thing is like disney knows 100% that it's free marketing for them, whether you like the movie or not, whether you like the trailer or not. Never get a copyright from anything Disney. Never do. Everything else, you do. You always get that email, and then, of course, you have to dispute it, and sometimes you don't get your way. It's ridiculous. But anyways, good video right there. Good video right there. Some good art right here, too, by My Sketch Cards. Pretty cool. And then, yes, I did a short video about this yesterday. Andy Muschietti showing, uh, showing a little sketch for The Flash that he drew up, like, way before it even, uh, it even went into production right here. But, uh, of course, shows Batman just doing his thing. And, obviously, we saw a shot like this from the trailer where we see Batfleck sliding across a highway or whatever, like hooked up on something. So I did a little video, a little short video, if you guys saw it. Hopefully you guys did. And uh, it was kind of funny, too, because I saw <laughs> I had some people in my mentions that had no idea that when it comes to a storyboard, sometimes you'll have the same character in the storyboard twice. This one, so one person was like, what is this right here? Is that they even thought they thought it was either either two Batman or they thought it was the Batwing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, right? You got to be kidding me. Come on. Come on. It literally says slides and points to the left. And it's showing where the cam would be. And then, of course, uh, we got Batflick that's going to do a, a spunk 
a spunk right over uh, right over the car right here, which is going to be uh, awesome. And of course, in my short video, I had to be immature and say I just spunked in my pants. I'm not sure if that was translated correctly, but yes, I said that, and then that was it. That was the end of the short video. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny talking to somebody. They're like, some people did not realize that this was a storyboard that was indicating that Batman will slide to the left, and that's what this is all indicating. It's quite funny, quite funny, but hey, what could he do? Uh, then, of course, speaking of Ant-Man Quantumania, this person right here said, unfortunately, most of Bill Murray's uh, Krylar was cut from Quantumania. He went from having a somewhat substantial role to being a glorified cameo. That's right. A glorified cameo. That's what they yeah, apparently had more to. He said he was originally going to turn on Kang and fight back with the rest of the Freedom Fighters. So there you go. Because they wanted to fit that two, you know, if you look at the runtime for Ant-Man Quantumania, two hours, tightly. You can also tell, too, I didn't mention that so much in my review, but I could tell that they definitely did tighten up Ant-Man Quantumania to make it where it was, like, right around that two-hour mark. And, uh, yeah, you got somebody like Bill Murray, and, yeah, his character sucked. His character was ridiculous. One scene, he shows up, he acts like a, like a douche, and then that was about it. But, uh, yeah, according to some people that are more in the know, he had more of a role, and they just completely removed him. Why would you do that? It's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray. Ridiculous. Yosef. Uh, Yosef, which he did some, uh, I believe he did uh, artwork for, I think he's done artwork for some fan projects. He did and I think, I don't know if it's Project Justice League. I can't remember. Anyways, but he did some art right here showing Keaton's Batman in his new suit. And, of course, that awesome Batmobile right there. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, we got a new poster for Super Mario Brothers. Kind of showing, like, the Mario Kart version. That's pretty sweet. Can't wait for that. The Flash Film News created these little uh, cool little videos right here. Utilizing the trailer, and uh, yeah, I thought this was cool. They did The Flash, they did Supergirl, they did Batfleck, they also did uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, so that's pretty sweet. And then, of course, yes, Tom Hardy, he did, uh, he did in fact, post on his Instagram that, yes, Venom 3 is in pre-production. They're scouting locations and whatnot. He uh, took a picture and said, yes, pre-production has begun for Venom 3. You know what's funny about this is, like, uh, you know, especially since I, I that 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 one guy that was in my uh, mentions today that was like, I can't believe there's actually a Venom three. You know, it's funny too because, you know, I'm doing a rewatch with uh, with Miss Nighthawk of uh, you know previous Spider-Man movies. You know, uh, because she hadn't seen them all yet, so just kind of introducing her into the which she's loving, of course. But when it came to Spider-Man three. Man, it was so, I mean, the, the, the initial design for the Venom in Spider-Man 3 was okay, but the whole thing where, like, they had to show Topher Grace's face when he had to be talking with, like, his big vampire teeth, it was ridiculous. Like, what the hell were they thinking when it came to that? You know, as much as uh, the Tom Hardy Venom movies are, you know, fairly cheesy or whatever, they're just, the design is much better than what happened in Spider-Man 3, and I'm just glad they didn't do that. Anytime that, that the symbiote, like, goes away from his face, they don't do that whole thing where it's like, he's got the, the, the crazy fucking vampire teeth. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, see, Venom was dumb, 
But we're going to have to watch. I'm going to have to show you at least at least the first Tom Hardy Venom movie to see because it is better than what we saw over there. So, yeah, see right there. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, the Venom movies are, you know, a little cheesy, too. But I love Tom Hardy. He's one of my favorite actors. I love Tom Hardy. So it's hard for me to be like uh, to like fully hate it because I love that guy. Um, Steven right here. I mean, God damn. Check out this comparison. Ugh, it's horrible. Ugh. So somebody was asking about the uh, Justice League that came out. It's amazing. It's amazing that, you know, and he posted two videos, which you could do right now on Twitter. I, it's just amazing when he posted like he posted uh, a clip, you know, when they're all talking about resurrecting Superman when they're all resurrecting Superman, um, and they posted, you know, he posted like this clip right here that basically it's just like, uh, it's so bad. I mean, everything's so green screening. The, the color palette sucks. Ben doesn't even look that great. I mean, it's it's all just kind of shitty and everything like that. And the, they say a stupid joke about Pet Cemetery. And then you compare that to this. You compare that to this scene right here that Zach created that had that his you know cinematographer they created a rig you know him and what's his name they created this rig that was circling around the table with all of them so like just the con the 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 contrast between those two scenes of resurrecting superman just absolutely insane absolutely insane ugh good god just kill yes kill it with fucking fire man kill it with fire and then, yes, guys, uh, if you guys remember, I, uh, you know, yes, on not what yesterday, but Monday, I even posted a film junkie shot today if you didn't see it. But uh, hopefully you guys did check it out if you haven't. And I provided the link on that one right there, too. But uh, there was Superman Awakens that uh, Mr. Uh, Anthony right here, Anthony or Antonius, uh, I'm trying to Philatidus. He's Greek. He's Greek. Apparently he's, he lives in uh, Greece. Uh, he posted a, a video talking about, uh, and he also posted a video about the behind the scenes of that very concept right there, which is really cool. Hopefully you guys saw that. Yeah. So he posted like the storyboards and all that and creating Superman Awakens. I actually uh, hit him up. I hope I can, uh, you know, it'd be cool to get him on the, um, the Vodka stream and talk to him a little bit because I would love to. So I hit him up. Uh, but yeah, hopefully he responds and hopefully, yeah, we can have a conversation because I would really like to talk about this guy. But yeah, he posted a little behind the story video on YouTube on Superman Awakens that he utilized, of course, like CGI animation, the Unreal Engine, you know, that whole thing. So make sure you check that out. Snyderverse, yes, I know. See what near mint condition says. I'm just saying, I mean, if we don't get the Snyderverse and anything else, we can maybe get it with that. Maybe getting with that. Oh, boy. Look at this. Uh-oh. 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 Ay-ay. Ay-ay. Where's his guitar? ay 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 Ha, 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 All right. This is a, uh, this is a suit my Nana would love, for sure. She loves mariachis. But, uh, yeah, look at this shot right here. David Ayer posted a new Joker image, a Jared Leto Joker image. He, do <laughs> he doesn't look like he's happy wearing that, but hey, it's interesting. It's interesting right here, but yes, this was David Ayer posting an image, kind of just kind of going like experiments. That's the caption. It says experiments. So, they, you know, there were, when, when, 
when you're going in pre-production or you're going in costume level stuff, you want to try on different kind of suits and costumes and what looks good. And this was one of them. We all got to remember that even though David Ayer is a white boy, he grew up in a Chicano neighborhood. So he like he's fluent in Spanish. He does, you know, when you look at his movies that he's done, like the the tax collector, it was called the tax collector, right? Which a lot of people were upset about because Shia LaBeouf's character was essentially David Ayer. And, he, you know, he talked like this, Holmes. He talked like this. You know, you know, he's very much in that culture. But anyways, um, but yeah, this was very interesting right here. Ah, very interesting. Uh, I don't, yeah, there's a reason why they probably didn't go for it, you know, because, you know, it looks a real, it looks a little ridiculous, but that's why you experiment. That's why you experiment with this kind of stuff. Is it going to look good? Is it not? That's why you experiment right there. That's why he said experiments. I'm just glad that he's continually trying to, uh, you know, put it out there that, hey, I worked on the on the first Suicide Squad, and it's actually better than uh, it's actually better than what it should be. And then he also followed up. We'll get we'll get to it, but yeah, uh, this made me laugh a lot right here because well, it's very very true. You know when you like you know you have a movie that you like so much, and you're showing somebody that movie when <laughs> when you're when you're showing a movie to someone and they get up and you say you want me to pause it, and they say no, let it play. Yeah, that's my reaction too. I, I'm I'm like Joel in the last episode of Last of Us. Like, oh, oh they don't like it. Ah, oh, damn it, they don't like it. Oh man, they don't like it. Ah, eesh, you know, that's just an indication that ah, they're not liking the movie that much. It happens. It happens. But yeah, <laughs> that one that one made me laugh today. Made me chuckle. Made me chuckle. Hey, we got Gal Gadot right here, posting some black and white hotness. I don't know what she's doing right there. My back, my back. So there you go right there, Miss Gal Gadot. No, you have not. You have not, Steph. Don't worry. Don't worry. But when you do, I'm going to be like, I'm going to grab my chest and be like, and lean up against a post somewhere and be like, oh my God. No, you're good. You're good. You do. You know, you're good. You're good. Don't worry. <laughs> now, every time, any time for a bath bathroom break or whatever the hell, it's always a pause. This is pretty cool right here from uh, Calf U Comic right here, uh, showing the different Batmen. That is uh, Keaton, Bale, and uh, Be uh, Pattinson, and Ben Affleck, of course. I like this. I would have this gladly on my wall. Gladly, gladly. So, uh, And then, of course, there's my Batman video right there. Hey, look at this. A Man Called Otto starring Tom Hanks has crossed $100 million at the uh, the box office globally. So good on this. Do not sleep on this movie, guys. Told you about this. I saw this. I uh, saw this a few weeks ago, and I was pleasantly, I saw it last month, pleasantly surprised on how much I enjoyed this movie. Tom Hanks is awesome. I think he should be nominated, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, obviously, it didn't happen. I thought he did a great job. It's Tom freaking Hanks. Great story. Sad story. Tears in my eyes. Yes. It'll get you. Get you right there. It'll get you right there. And then we got Lee Gibbons right there. Some uh, Catwoman, some Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman art right there of her, you know, licking herself because she gives herself a bath. Remember that. And then regardless of uh, Avatar, The Way of the Water being a hit, hit at the box office, well, apparently, the, you know, revenue did not do so well. Uh, it's down 10%. Revenue is still down 10% when it comes to IMAX features. Uh, 
So uh, I don't think Black Adam really helped too much. <laughs> oh shit. And then, like I said, there was a follow-up when it came to David Ayer right here. He says right here, These design experiments are part of creative discovery. Inspiration was taken from the vast volume of looks in Joker comics over the decades. Also, a question is, New 52 canon? And if yes, is it okay for it to inspire film designs? Because somebody asked, I'm so glad... This extreme twist of Joker went nowhere. You need to understand the character before going for this. That's not my Joker, Dave. Not my Joker. How dare you? That's not the Joker that I like. But David Ayer was just kind of looking for inspiration through the whole, what, 80, plus, 80 years? I, I don't know if it was like 80 years. How, when was the Joker introduced? In the 30s, right? Shortly after? They need, you know, Batman needed some villains. So naturally you have like 80 years of all these books and source material, but man, fans are just like, whoa, dude. And it's like, okay, I get it. And then, and then not only do you have to pull from that source material, you you also have to make it fresh. And Ayer did that too. I know a lot of people didn't like the damage tattoo on his forehead. I'll, I'll even admit it. I think that was a little bit much. I get what they were going for, and it was kind of like a cool little goofy gag. But at the same time, I'm like, that's a little much. But I did like the the teeth. I like the tattoos. I like the look of Jared Leto's Joker. But yeah, people, my God, these people. You know, Robert uh, W. right here. He's a Batman fan, but of course, you know, pulling some inspiration from there, so... Just relax, relax. This is why you're complaining on Twitter and these people are actually making the products. John Favreau says uh, The Mandalorian Season 4 is already written and uh, the story will fit in uh, Soka and Skeleton Crew. So there you go. Already ready to go. And Diabolical, look at this. Yes, The Boys, four Critics' Choice Super Awards. That's right, Best Superhero Series. Critics' Choice Super uh, Awards, Best Asterisk right there, yes. And Critics' Choice Awards, Best Actor in a Superhero Series, Best Villain in a Superhero Series. My God, there you go. The boys just winning all kinds of awards right there. You gotta love it. You love to freaking see it. You just love to see it right there. Uh, Ledger Joker was way overrated. (laughs) I love it when people say that. You just didn't like it, Sean. Sorry. He's my favorite cinematic joker so therefore i don't think he's underrated just saying i think you know i think he was a great joker because he was unique he was different you know christopher nolan didn't take a joker that was out of the comic books he he took a joker and he was like oh let's do an anarchy type joker which you know there's i would say that it was pulling from the source material i'm just saying though yeah exactly exactly that's what you're saying just your opinion but in the grand scheme of things, if you were looked, if you were to look at it from the general audience and everything like that, he wasn't exactly overrated. He won an Academy Award for it, and people just praised the shit out of it. So not overrated. In your book, you just didn't like it. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. So I just wouldn't use that overrated stuff right there. That's all. Okay. Okay. The only uh, one overrated in the franchise is Bale's Batman. See, and then you got, and then of course you got uh, Jose that has to just do that. Ah, come on, guys, come on. 
Let's let's. I hate it when people use the underrated and overrated word, just because they don't like things or they like things that other people didn't like. It's like, come on, come on. Anyways, okay. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Sorry. Yeah, the voice did get to me every now and again when it came to Bale's Batman. Anyways, that's uh, that's besides the point. All right, let's talk about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Oh, boy. Like I said, I briefly touched on this, I think, on uh, Monday, but I didn't really want to talk about it too much. I, I thought about incorporating it into uh, the stream, but uh, I didn't. And I was like, well, eh, I guess today's a good day because there wasn't really much else that came out uh today or yesterday or something like that and uh hey look at that man oh you're awesome dude mr uh jason mckenzie thank you sir oh yeah got that all right it's all coming up right there long live overdue for the pirate ship i appreciate it man cheers hopefully that steak turned out great i'll be having a steak tonight myself but uh yeah thank you for the uh uh, thank you for the super chat right there. Thank you for the super chat. Again, I don't know the, the conversion rate when it comes to all that stuff. I know you're in uh, New Zealand, so or so I don't know exactly what it is, but thank you. You're the man. You're the man. I think, who knows what the what that is, but I appreciate it, sir. You're, you're fantastic. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so we got Aquaman, and of course, a lot of us are kind of like, oh, okay, what's going on with this? And uh, some new report, you know, articles are going around. People are tweeting that have heard things because test screenings have happened when it comes to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, firstly, I wanted to be like, um, I wanted to uh, revisit something. I wanted to revisit something because, you know, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was pretty interesting when it came to this. But, uh, you know, we're, we, let's go back to when James Gunn was talking about the new DCU slate. And then when he... Uh, talked about the four movies that are coming out this year here we go peter and i have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year first we have shazam fury of the gods okay. shazam has always been off kind of in his own part of the dcu so he connects very well that moves directly into the flash a fantastic movie that i really love that resets the entire DC universe. And then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film fantastic about film. a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects. That's all you gotta say? <laughs> That's all you gotta say about that, James? That's it? I'm just saying. He gave praise to Shazam. He gave praise to big time praise to the Flash. Gave praise to Blue Beetle, and just kind of brushed past Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's all. He just you know yeah. Then it leads into Aquaman, and then all of a sudden we get to the. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like the writing is on the wall already. It's already on the wall. Oi, 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 oi. That's just, that's not good. That's not good. So here we go. So I'm going to pull up this uh, article from the direct right here that uh, basically uh, is talking about some of this stuff. It says Aquaman 2 gets worrying news from test screenings. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been kind of just been talked about for a little bit. 
And uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of other, everything else is being well received, but yeah, we're just looking at it. And of course, take everything with a, a grain of salt because, you know, even some of the, the people that they're uh, pulling from is like, it's whatever. But a lot of these do get pulled from when they actually, they reach out and talk about this. So we have one, which is viewer non says, I'll be honest, we're, uh, we're half a dozen test screenings in, and it's not looking great. I've consistently heard over the last half year or so that it's boring, not as good as the first, and potentially one of the worst DCEU movies. Thank you for bringing DCEU back. I've actually done a really good job of trying to say DCU. And then we got another one that says, um, It brings me no joy to back him up and tell you that test screenings for this film have not been good. Really hoping Juan fixes this movie before December. Eesh, 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 eesh. And they said, I heard that something, uh, I heard that something that almost never happened in test screenings happened with this movie. They're really going to need to fix this one and fix it fast. This is one of the, let's see. And then of course, Vieranon says, uh, continue says, this is one of the bad things about being a scooper. One of the bad things, I would say there's numerous bad things. I don't want to shit on movies, but at a certain point when people know, people know there have been a lot of test screenings, our silence becomes pretty telling. I like one. I know he's had a rough time on this one. I hope it works out. And then, of course, we got Mr. Uh, Jeff Snyder, which uh, that guy is a fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, you know, he's just uh, full of himself. One of those guys. Uh, he blocked me on Twitter a while back when I made fun of his whole like uh, thing where he had people going after him and said he was gonna call the FBI or something like that. I made I did like a video and I made fun of him and uh, he basically said it was terrible and all that stuff and uh, or he was hearing that it was terrible and everything. So yeah, I mean obviously it's just test screenings suck. I, I, I you know test screenings are gonna have to disappear. I don't know they're gonna have to take they're gonna have to change test screenings. Just saying, they're going to have to change test screenings. They really are. Because it's, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't know how they would even have to change it. Because I've been invited to test screenings before. And obviously, it's just like, hey, come on in. You're going to watch a movie. We're not going to tell you what it is. But uh, come on in, watch the movie. And then they show the they show it. And then they want want you to fill out a questionnaire afterwards and i'm just kind of going like all right well how the thing is when it comes to these movies specifically aquaman that has heavy on the vfx heavy on the vfx obviously we saw the first one i like the first one i think the visual effects are freaking stunning it's absolutely fantastic but when you have a lot of scenes where the vfx aren't finished how are people supposed to react to that when you're seeing like jason momoa with a freaking man bun and dots on his like costume, his face in like, you know, a bunch of blue and green screens everywhere. And he's got a, uh, a harness around him and he's doing this with his trident. Like what that like, and it, it doesn't make sense. And then the next scene has a completed visual effects shot. Like, of course you're going to be like, what am I watching? What am I watching? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I just, I don't understand test screenings anymore when it comes to this, when you're showing an incomplete movie. That's why when I got invited to test screenings, I said no, because I didn't want to watch an incomplete movie. That's the thing. I don't want to watch an incomplete. I've done that before. I remember when Wolverine, 
I remember when X-Men Wolverine got leaked and one of my buddies got it and we decided to watch it and there was like sh there was shots in there that weren't that didn't have completed VFX. It was awful. It was awful. So obviously that's going to be a part of it, but I've told you guys, I've told you guys like uh you know and I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it recently or whatever, but when the whole like uh, BS, when the, some of the scoopsy daisies over there were saying stuff like, oh, the Flash is going to get massive rewrites and reshoots, which that was a bullshit rumor. Again, like again, those guys are wrong a lot. Um, I kept on, I, but I kept on saying, yeah, but Aquaman too, uh, I would not be surprised getting some reshoots, which it has. I don't know how massive they are, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's, the, you know, the writing's on the wall. When you postpone a movie over a year, that's very heavy on the VFX, it's like, yeah, something's not something's not good. And sadly, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, it gets a little too heavy with the politics, like I, I think I've mentioned too. And, uh, and then I remember there was somebody even that said that they changed the story. They kept changing the story up. And it sucks too, because I love James Wan. James Wan's a great director, but he, I mean, his, his niche is like right there when it comes to horror. I mean, that's his, that's his bag right there. I think he did a great job when it comes to the first Aquaman. And, but the, the fact of the matter is when you have a director like James Wan, who, I mean, the, 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 when he got on the map, it was the first Saw movie and that movie was cheap and, you know, it had didn't have a big budget at all. And him and Lee Winall, when they wrote that movie, they thought, okay, how can we make a cheap horror movie that, you know, we can get, we could get the bare minimum budget. Like, how can we do a horror movie where we could keep that budget low? And they said like, well, let's have most of it take place in a bathroom. So that's what they did. They wrote a movie that was like that. It took mainly and took place mainly in a bathroom and they knocked it out of the park. And now we got the, like, what, the fucking 17th Saw movie that's coming out now? It turned into, like, an iconic franchise. So James Wan's really good. And when it came to The Conjuring, when it comes to some of his other movies, he's he's good in that level. And I think he still did a great job with it. I mean, he also did uh, one of the, fan, uh, did he do the Fury? He did, did he do Furious 7? Right? Did James Wan do Furious 7? I know he did one of the Fast... Did he do one of the Fast and Furious movies? Or am I just doing that? I know Justin Lin. Am I getting them... No, he did. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to these big-budget movies, it's like, I don't know. It just seems like James Wan thrives better when he's just making something small, something low-budget, you know? Yeah, he did Furious 7. Sorry. I was, like, totally drawing a blank. I mean, I know it was, like, Justin Lin... We did a couple of them, and I'm like, oh, am I doing that thing where hmm, I'm canceled? No. Um, but I was just like, I don't know. I think he thrives better when it comes to, like, doing movies that, I don't know, that he just likes and has a smaller budget. And I, you better believe that when it came to this, it's like you have Jason Momoa that wanted to pitch some ideas. I don't know. And then, of course, there was, like, a report that was coming out, too, that was like, oh, yeah, they're not even going to care about this movie because right after this movie, there's not going to be any more Aquaman man movies, and Jason Momoa is just going to be Lobo. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's what they really want to do, but I don't know. It just seems like the writing's on the wall. And now I'm just worried that it's going to have visual effects that look like the final act of the first Black Panther movie. That's what I'm kind of worried about when it comes to this. I'm like, oh boy, is this? Are we gonna get some just really bad visual effects? 
because they just they you know the test screenings are not going well and everything and uh, I don't know they just uh, to me it just seems like they need to uh, it just yeah malignant was great I thought it was fantastic um, but yeah they just I don't know I don't know I don't know what else can be said about this but again you go back to that to, to James Gunn just talking about the four movies that came out this year he just brushed right past. Aquaman, and you better believe that he was what he's watched a rough cut, assembly cut, or something like that of it. I just don't think, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't give a shit about Shazam. I don't know. I think they're okay with Shazam. I don't think they give a shit about Aquaman too, which is crazy because the first one made a billion dollars, and then there's the whole Amber Heard thing, you know. But of course, I mean. With all the controversy around Ezra Miller, they're still big time back, backing up The Flash. I think mainly because The Flash is a really good movie, sounding like. But, uh, yeah, they got the Amber Heard thing, but, oof, I don't know. It's all pretty crazy. Speaking of The Flash, I didn't mention this. I kind of brushed past it. I don't know. I missed it on my, uh, my, my, my tweets. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to, before we go to the next topic right here, I'm just going to say, The Flash, and I had a feeling this was going to happen, Screening at CinemaCon, guys. Screening at CinemaCon. Holy... I had a feeling because there was like... A, if you look at the schedule, they were talking about one of the big studios screening a big movie during CinemaCon. I went, it's got to be The Flash. Got to be The Flash. And it was announced today from Variety that, yes, it is going to be The Flash. So, fingers crossed, guys. Fingers, toes, balls, whatever. Whatever you can cross, cross. I did submit an application to get a press badge to go. It's in Vegas. That's a four-hour drive for me. I can easily make it. And uh, looking at the schedule, I'm like, cool, that'd be a, a you know a fun week. A fun week. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to do that. I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, spoilers are going to come out. Spoilers, spoilers. I'm like, it's mainly press and industry people. Not to mention, you could you could totally sniff out flash spoilers right now because there's been flash test screenings and people have posted spoilers too. They did this with Top Gun Maverick last year, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They 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 do these screenings when a studio is absolutely confident in a movie, which brings me back because I don't think they're confident in Aquaman too. <laughs> oh man. So hopefully I'll be able to make it this year. Uh, I try, you know, I submitted an application. So yeah, you guys, uh, you know, rub some rabbit's foot. I don't know, pray. I don't know. I'm hoping I can uh, get in because uh, I definitely am going to go if I get approval to go. And then hopefully I can watch The Flash before all of you. There you go. I'll bring you along, Jose. Head to Vegas. Be like, oh, yeah, he's part of the crew. He's part of the crew. He's part of the crew. All right. So speaking of DCU stuff, we got Wonder Woman. Now, there was something that kind of a lot of people didn't really talk about at first when it comes to Wonder Woman. I mean, obviously, we know we're going to get a Wonder Woman pre uh, prequel series in a Game of Thrones style when it comes to Themyscira bef before Diana is born, which I thought, good idea. Good idea because it's still very much up in the air when it comes to uh, when it comes to Wonder Woman and if Gal Gadot is going to be coming back 
that's that's one of those things where it's just like, is it happening? Is it not? Uh, it's just so many different things here. And sorry, my computer is just acting like a like an idiot right now. I don't know why. I gotta like upgrade some drivers or something like that. It's just it's just been acting like a a very laggy, slow person. See, and I'm already like, yeah, it's uh, did I crash? I freaking crashed, didn't I? Did I crash? Ah, crap. Come on, please reconnect, please reconnect, please reconnect. Are we good? Are we good? All right, we're good. Yeah, I got to figure out why my computer is just acting so crappy right now. Oh, that was deleted. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We good. We good. Just had to give it a moment. Yeah. Just got to run some things. But anyways, so apparently uh, I think Gunn deleted this. That's why I was clicking and seeing if the tweet actually existed. And my computer was like, nope, can't do that. But uh, so we're just going to go to this article right here from um, Comic Book Resources. So right here. Somebody asked, does Wonder Woman have a future in your plans? Is she going to be abandoned far for a long time? And he put, yes, semicolon, no. Okay, the hell does that mean? So yes and no, James Gunn, interesting. Okay. So that's what he said right there. So it's still very, I don't think, I just, you know, according to me, I don't think Gal's coming back, to be honest. No Patty, no gal. Don't think it's going to happen. And then we got right here, Janae. Robin Wright is waiting to join Wonder Woman prequel series on HBO Max. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe uh, that happened for me. I don't know. But she commented about it. Somebody asked her about the uh, the prequel series, and we're all kind of wondering, all right, is Robin Wright going to show up? Is Connie Nielsen going to show up? What's going to be happening with the series? That would actually determine whether it's going to be Gal or not. And she goes, I loved playing in Amazon. I kind of feel like I was the leader of an Amazon tribe in my past life. I haven't received that call about Paradise Lost. Maybe I'm too old. Oh, what are you talking about? You're aging like a fine wine. Right later told the interview, make that happen for me. So she really wants to do it. She really wants to do it. She really does want to do it right there. So Robin Wright wants to reprise her role in that. So that's what's, uh, that's what's interesting about that. I'm like, okay, all right. So what is going to happen with that? That's, that's a question. That's another question out there. Are they just going to start fresh? And I think that's why it was smart, to be honest. I think that's why it was smart that they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to do a prequel series instead. But then it's like, well, you realize you have like two very, you know, known actresses that played characters in Themyscira of Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright. So basically, if you don't bring them back, we're going to know that Gal is not coming back, right? And that's my whole thing, which is most likely, I don't know. I think that's going to be the case, but I don't know. I don't know fully, but I just hear things, and I'm going, the whole thing with Patty, I don't think Gal's going to come back either, but we shall see. We shall see. 
So let's go over to the Disney side. Let's go over to the Marvel Studios side because these guys just keep on uh, acting a fool. And we have a new uh, article right here. I love the title of this article because we've heard we've heard this uh, before. We've heard this uh, many times before, not many times, but we've heard it before. Where it's like uh, you know. The, when it comes to Marvel Studios, the deadlines for all that stuff, the deadlines for the fact that it's like, oh, shit, you know, um, we got to get these VFX shots finished before this time or for that time. So they, you know, the, the deadlines are absolutely ridiculous. The deadlines are absolutely ridiculous. Well, when it comes to uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania, apparently that that all happened, you know, similar thing happened when it came to the VFX houses when it came to that. And here's the article right here. Honestly, I equate it to human greed. Ouch. So they're just talking about greed. Just absolute greed. So uh, on President, President's Day weekend, talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. Arguably more shocking was uh, blah, 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 blah. Just kind of talked about it, talked about it. Although many reviews fault Quantumania for omitting the low-key breeziness and distinguished the first two Ant-Man uh, installments, critics hauled out their heaviest brick bats to uh, lay into the movie's CGI and visual effects. The UK's Observer uh, said it is an uh, incoherent effects dump of a movie. Oof. Yeah. It turns out critics aren't the only ones who feel that the computer-generated imagery on Quantumania could have used a bit more fine-tuning. Some of the very VFX technicians and artists who created those sequences who spoke with Vulture on condition of, uh, you know, obviously, hey, you know, we're going to talk about this, agree that the film's CGI quality control measures were subpar. Two of the three people we interviewed admitted that shortcuts were taken and said critical resources were diverted away to Black Panther Wakanda forever. What? They're like, nobody cares about Ant-Man. We're going to go over here. Everybody cares about... Black Panther Wakanda forever because, well, the first Black Panther suffered, of course, really, really shoddy uh, CGI when it came to that final act and that 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 fight between uh, Killamonger and Black Panther. Like previous criticism leveled at Marvel by effects techs tired of being pixel fucked. There is something right there. There's a new term, pixel fucked. And pursuing uh, unionization... These workers say that the project was severely understaffed while facing an unrealistically short deadline to hit Ant-Man's long-established President's Day bow. The upshot? A grueling slog during which filmmakers and studios executives nitpicked and revised vast swaths of Quantumania without budgeting enough time to implement the changes forcing VFX workers to toil as many as 80 hours per week for months. This was like a second wave of what happened with James Cameron on Titanic where the uh, compositors were basically taking naps under their desks because there wasn't enough time between shifts to go back home then come back, one of the techs said. Now, the entirety of the industry that has uh, or the entirety of the industry has been touched by Marvel is permanently seared, and that's what's causing the most burnout. Burnout! Wow, even threw James Cameron under the bus <laughs> when it came to Titanic. So yeah, 
Just more stuff happening. Fortunately, yeah, the nor- there's shortcuts and everything. Right. And then they took some people away. They're like, hey, we got to work on Black Panther. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's like, all right. I, I mean, I get, yeah. Black Panther, though, the VFX, I will say, were not that bad. There's many, you know, mo- mainly it was pretty good. Mainly it was pretty good. But yeah, when it came to Quantumania, though, when it came to Quantumania, I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, sometimes you're just looking at some things and it's like some shots look, most of the, I would say most of the shots look, look fine. Some of them look really gorgeous, but yeah, sometimes it was just like, eh, yeah, that's not looking too good. That's not looking too good. Neither is that. There's some things where it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look great, but this has, this has got to stop. That's the thing is like, this has to stop. They need to stop doing this. This is not right. But you can't expect anything more from the Disney machine because they're pumping out shit left and right. But, of course, they have Kevin Feige talked about how they're going to slow the Marvel machine process. Hopefully they do because it's like it's just it's getting to the point where it's like these people are just working and they, you know, they're doing their passion, but they're not getting paid for their work. And then they're working grueling hours, missing out on family functions, probably doing this stuff just so then, you know, other families can go to the movies and go, Oh my God, look at that. You know? And it's just ridiculous. This needs to stop. It absolutely needs to stop. I think the VFX artists, I mean, they're crucial. They're freaking crucial. They're absolutely crucial when it comes to all this. Absolutely crucial. So, stop the Marvel spam. That's what I'm talking about. They need to stop the Marvel spam. Stop the Marvel spam. Stop it all. Okay. And then speaking of Disney, we got Pixar. Okay, so we all remember Lightyear that came out last year, right? I liked Lightyear. I enjoyed it, actually. Not a bad film. But, you know, it was a little weird. And, of course, you know, when it came to the whole day and date thing, that was still, like, uh, very much a thing that was um, that we we're talking about. And, of course, Disney Plus took the whole approach of doing, like, hey, you have to pay extra if you want to see a movie that's out in theaters right now. Um, so there was always, like, you know, there was that aspect of it that came out last year. But, you know, I think when it came to, I mean, there was controversy that came with Lightyear, which was, okay, so it's not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's the toy that... It's the the actual guy that the person was, you know, the show that it was based upon, I guess you could say. And then a lot of people are like, well, why didn't they bring back Tim Allen? I understood why they didn't bring back Tim Allen. But I also was like, why why Chris Evans, though? He's already Captain America, or he was. Um, so why why bring him in? And then, of course, there was the whole thing where it's like, oh, my God, there's a... There's a gay relationship in there. And of course, the anti-wokesters like went nuts with that, even though it's like so brief and you barely even see it. And it was like, all right, that was it. That's what they were all complaining about. OK, again, it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't like the extreme woke, but I don't like the extreme anti-woke either. My God, it's annoying. So this article came out right here. Pete Doctor opens up about the past, present and future of Pixar. And he kind of talked about. There's the guy right there. Big time nerd. <laughs> no, we're all big time nerds. But he talks about this and he basically just uh, mentions, you know, about Pixar and uh, how all this was being done. And then, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole article because he talked about the everything that was happening when it came to, you know, leading up to it. It's a whole big article about it. But, you know, he basically was saying like right here, he said, we've done a lot of soul searching 
about uh, that because we all love the movie. We love the characters and the premise. I think probably that we've ended in the in terms of that what went wrong is that we asked too much of the audience. When they hear Buzz, they're like, great, where's Mr. Potato Head and Woody and Rex? And then we drop them into this science fiction film and they're like, what? Even if the, they've read the material in, in press, it was just a little too distant, both in concept and I think in a way that characters were drawn and they were portrayed, it was much more of a science fiction. And Angus, in his credit, took it very seriously and generally, uh, and wanted and generally and wanted to represent those characters as real life characters. But the characters in Toy Story are much broader, and so I think. There was a disconnect between the people wanted, expected, and what we were giving them. So let's do Toy Story 5! Ugh. We all know that that's coming, right? And I'm just like, ugh. I actually was kind of hoping that Lightyear... I liked Lightyear, and then I was hoping that, hey, are we going to get a Woody movie after this? I know how that sounded, but I mean, were we going to get a Woody movie after this? Not something you find on Pornhub, you sickos. Um... But, you know, I was like going, all right, are they going to do a, Moody, uh, a movie on Woody? That would have been interesting. But looks like they're not going to do that anymore. They're going to continue to make Toy Story movies. Oi, 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 oi. But Brad Bird should have made Lightyear. Hmm. Ah, Brad Bird, I think, should make a Superman movie, to be honest. But that's just me. That's just me right there. Anyways, all right. So that's the topics right there, you know. A lot of interesting things when it comes to some of these companies and what they're doing right right meow all right let's see here okay let's see what's happening when it comes to questions i'm gonna go to twitter or not twitter but i'm gonna go to uh youtube first and see if anybody said any here hey look like we got one comment uh, Soups Kenobi said, would uh, WBD's financial situation continue to be weak in the next few years? What is the likelihood of them selling of some IPs? Well, they plan on selling some IPs. Not the main ones. I imagine Amazon are desperate to get their hands on Lord of the Rings. I imagine Amazon are desperate to get their hands on Lord of the Rings. They already have their hands on it, right? And would probably buy it for more than Disney bought Lucasfilm in uh, 2012. Am I not wrong with that? <laughs> Man, didn't didn't Amazon buy the rights for the Lord of the Rings? They paid like a shit ton. That's why when it came to the whole sell the Snyderverse thing, I was like, uh, why Netflix when Amazon has the money? Anyways... Yeah, they will be selling some stuff, but they're not going to sell the main stuff. That's just the thing. They're not going to sell the main stuff. Okay, well, let's get to it. Sell Star Wars to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Disney ain't going to let go of Star Wars either. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, hashtag did come, up, come about, though. Like Doomcock and all those guys will be like, hey, sell that shit. <laughs> sell Snyderverse to Walmart. Someone's going to say, like, sell Snyderverse to Tubi. All right. Twitter questions. Brad, 
As someone who is muting all the rumors and scoops chatter as much as possible, I have to ask, what exactly is the is the purpose of putting out rumors of uh, Aquaman 2 test screenings not going well? I think uh, Ray, Flightcast, said it best. What is the logical purpose of scoopers? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're going to want to be the ones that when they hear the reports about it, they're going to put it out there. Um, like I said, they need to revamp. They need to revamp the, the test screening process. I don't know exactly how to do it. But, uh, yeah, it's like one of those things where, I mean, they could gauge what's going on. But, yeah, I mean, it's test screenings. is just one of those things that, I don't know, I think should go away. Just let a movie either just fail or not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they need to do to, to, to help that. Tet, thinking about Aquaman 2, didn't Zack Snyder's Justice League get called unwatchable? Also, they said Ayers... Well, it was called unwatchable from because it was some kind of something that was heard from not a test screening. It wasn't a test screening with fans. It was uh, the assembly cut that was shown to the executives. Also, they said Ayers' cut and the studio cut were ranked the same. Test screenings aren't everything, but I'm definitely getting Superman 4 Quest for Peace vibes. Ooh, that's actually not a bad, not a bad comparison. If <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Eric, so let me get this straight, Dave. Aquaman Lost Kingdom directly builds from the plot of the first film, which itself made reference to JL, frankly, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and amid the established continuity, scoopers are claiming with a straight face that Batflex cut from the film? Well, he might be. Because if it was going to continue anything else, I don't know. It is interesting what's going to be happening when it comes to more Ben Affleck or Batfleck. That is up in the air, too, when it comes to that. Cooper Knox, can we all agree that Bill freaking Murray made the easiest paycheck of his life when it came to Ant-Man 3? Probably. Yeah. He he phoned it in, just like Michael Douglas. <laughs> Boomish. Hey, Dave, instead of Aquaman 2, I'm bearish about Shazam 2. I don't see the movie uh, even touching $400 million. Also, I think Aquaman will earn decent around $600 million. What do you think? I don't know. I'm hope I'm rooting for Shazam. I really am. I really am rooting for Shazam. Cuz I like the first one. I like uh Sandberg. Uh I like Levi. I think he should shut up even though I like him. I think he should shut up when it comes to things. He's a little bit nervous when he uh gets in front of uh, you know, when he gets asked questions and stuff like that, but I'm just I I still like the guy. I know yeah, people think he's evil because of certain things that happened. Uh, him commenting things, but yeah, that's why I said, Hey, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's all, it's all very interesting because I just have a feel. Yeah. Shazam too. We'll talk about it more when we get closer, when it comes to box office projections, which aren't looking good right now. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Cause it seems like, like I said, it seems like gun really praised the flash and praised blue beetle. I think blue beetle is going to be a sleeper hit to be honest. Ryan, Happy Hump Day. Not sure if you saw this yet, but if you have a couple of minutes, this trailer's worth watching. Does have some language and some gratuitous violence. But hey, from the studios that brought you John Wick. Well, yes, I'm offended by, you know, language. Language! 
in gratuitous violence. Now, I'll check it out. Uh, Coenchero, G, if I'm saying it right, or I don't know, who knows. Hey, Dave, did Zach shoot part? Did Zach, did Zach shoot parts one and two of Rebel Moon, or just part one? He shot both. That's why it was an, like an eight eight month shoot. He shot both. Some reports say both. Some say part one. Also, I'm also very keen for Twilight of the Gods. Apparently, anime Jap Japan are about uh, are going to announce its release date along with the uh, Army of the Dead Las Vegas soon, hopefully. But yeah, he did in fact shoot both at the same time. Uh, Devon Wooter, Dave, do you think James Wan is going to change some scenes for Aquaman 2? Yes. And are you surprised that The Flash is premiering at CinemaCon 2023? No. Do you think Warner Brothers is using CinemaCon to get good reviews? And do, uh, do you think, yes. Do you think Amber Heard will be cut from Aquaman 2? I don't know if she'll be completely cut, but she will have a limited, limited screen time. Ronnie. Narrative, just like that when uh, when from talking about shitty Ant-Man 2 to negative press for DC. Oh, you're doing that fan thing? Are you doing that fan thing? It's like, nah, I, I don't think that, nah, I don't think that's it. I think uh, like when Kevin Feige decided to do a, do a phase five and six info dump when the day of Ant-Man reviews, that's that was the the distraction. I think that this has nothing to do with that. There was there was apparently some uh, private screening or not private screenings, but some test screenings that happened recently this week or weekend or I don't know Sunday. I don't know when it was of Aquaman two and yeah. But at the same time, it's like who knows? Who knows? Like is it, again, you're watching a film that has unfinished VFX and Aquaman is going to have a ton of VFX. So take it with a grain of salt. Maybe they could do something. They could do something like that. I just, I, you know, from what I heard last year from my, you know, friend and whatever, you know, he was hearing that, yeah, they're not liking Aquaman 2 at the moment. And I went, oh, that's not good. And then it's, I just, I don't know if it just gets too political. Uh, if there's that, too much politics involved, which of course there's going to be some politics because they're going to tap into the whole like climate change thing, which I hate that that's even like a political thing. It's like, oh yeah, we pollute the ocean. Eh. It's like, that shouldn't, that's what we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we actually do, you know? I mean, obviously, there could be an open debate when it comes to that. And it's just like, obviously, you don't want like, uh, you know, you want people to be like, hey, let's have an open debate, civil and everything like that. But you really can't have that nowadays. So maybe that was part of it when it comes to that, because you got far people that it's like it's a myth. And then far people that think we're all going to die in a decade. You know, it's always kind of weird when it comes to that. So that's always going to be an issue. So I don't know. And then you got the Amber Heard thing. I don't know. I, I was rooting for it because it sounded like it was going to be cool. It was going to be like a buddy-buddy-brother movie between Arthur and Orm. And I thought, okay, that's cool. He's going to bust him out of whatever prison that he was in, which by which Zach actually came up with that like idea when it came to the storyboard. So that was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. He's going to tap into that. I don't know. It's all pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah, more Black Manta. I was going to have that. He was going to be the ultimate big baddie in there. Uh, I don't know. I'm still going to watch it no matter what. Uh, hopefully they don't F it up and it doesn't turn into one of those where it just gets reshot like crazy. And we got crazy, like ugly VFX and because of these test screenings 
But it's just, the writing just seems like it's on the wall. And, like, the biggest thing that I noticed was when James Gunn was mentioning the four movies and he just brushed right past Aquaman. But then at the same time, it's like, what the hell was Jason Momoa so happy about? That that day, like, the, the video that he took. Because if Aquaman 2 is, like, a shit show, what the hell was he so happy about? And then some people were saying, like, yeah, he's not going to do Aquaman anymore. He'll just move over to Lobo. And I'm like, that kind of makes sense, but I'm going, I just don't know. It's just so weird. So weird. As transparent as James Gunn is being, I don't know if they're going to be as transparent when it comes to this. See, that's what's kind of interesting, too, when it comes to watching what James Gunn is tweeting about and looking at. You know, I'm curious, like, how much does he push the movies this year? Like, how much is he going to push? I mean, Shazam's up first. How much is he going to push Shazam and talk about that? Obviously, we know that he loves The Flash so much. And then when it comes to Blue Beetle and Aquaman, I'm just wondering. It's just all it's all just kind of messy and everything like that. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It's all crazy. And that's the thing. It's like, all right, guys. I mean, you can read all that and be like, okay. And I'm sure like these guys, these scoopers, I'm sure that they heard things. They probably, and that's what they do, which is kind of shitty too. I hate that these scoopers, they need, obviously they need what they can. So they're going to like, they're like, pounding their keyboards and looking on the internet as they're eating another Hot Pocket. And then they're just like, okay, who watched who watched Aquaman? And they just start trying to hit people up and they maybe offer them money to be like, hey, tell me what was in it. Tell me this, tell me that. I mean, obviously at these... Um, at these screenings, these test screenings, they, they make you, you know, put your phone away. You can't have your phone. You can't have any of that and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, nothing but grimy ambulance chasers. That's a good, yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, that's the thing. So, but uh, I don't know. It's just like, but the question is, is like, where does it fit? Where does it fit? It's not going to suffer the same fate as Batgirl because that was just going to be, that was a $90 million movie that was going to be put on HBO Max. This movie is like twice the budget at least and it's a sequel to a billion dollar movie. So it's just where does it fit and it's coming out right before we get into the new DCU stuff. That's the main reason why I said is it doomed already, you know? It's just so weird. Just so weird, man. Just so weird. Oh, but what can you do? What can he do? Hopefully we're all wrong. They're all wrong. Hopefully that's the case. All right, guys. What the hell? I bumped the wrong thing. Okay, here we go. We're back. I pushed the wrong thing. <laughs> I pushed the wrong button. Anyways, well, what I was saying was, yeah, you got all that, like all that, blah, 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 blah. It happens. And I pushed the wrong button. Or I bumped the other, I bumped the mic button. I'm sorry, guys. I'm good. We're good now, right? Okay, so. Go ahead and do that. 
Follow me on all the sock mints around me if you want to become a member. We're going to do a members only stream after this. So if you want to be a part of it, pick my brain a little bit more. Uh, take part in that. We'll do about, you know, we'll do about 20 minutes usually on that. But uh, everybody else, of course, uh, look forward to my first reaction review of Cocaine Bear tomorrow. I'll be watching that tomorrow night. And then, uh, yeah, Vodka Stream on, on Friday. So uh, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I'll talk to you guys later.